The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! I actually have like a deep-rooted relationship with money. We never had any growing up. I knew money was the thing that could get me out of the life I was living. That's kind of where it went for me. I was like, I want to be really successful so that we can kind of all be successful together, like me and my family. Even during like the whole cancellation thing, when that happened, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose all my money. And so I remember like having this like real conversation with my parents. I was like on the table and I was crying and I was like, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe I'm like, quote unquote, getting canceled. Like, what am I going to do? Like, you guys are going to have to go back to work. Well, hello. Happy Thursday. Today, we have a very fun, feisty episode. We have Manny Makeup and Laura Lee in the studio. You probably know them from YouTube. They are very, very popular. They have millions of followers. They're the OG social media influencers, beauty gurus, and absolute besties. They also have a podcast together called Fool Coverage. They both are founders too. They have makeup lines. Manny's is Manny Lunar Beauty, and then Laura Lee has Laura Lee Cosmetics. So they're bosses and entrepreneurs. They both run wildly successful businesses. They understand the internet, let me tell you, and they've both been canceled. So we go over all that. And if you haven't listened, Laura Lee was on The Skinny Confidential a while ago. It's a great episode. It's number 224. And she talks about cancel culture adoption addiction in that episode. This one is like a plot twist in another layer because Manny is on it with us. So we do like a foursome. I think you're going to love this episode. It's a good one. Maybe don't listen if you have kids in the car. I think you're going to love this episode. It's super vulnerable and they both just open up, which is super cool. So on that note, let's welcome Manny Makeup and Laura Lee to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. First of all, I would love to get some context of Manny. We've mm-hmm. had you on the show already. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Hello again. <laughs> um, where are you from? So I'm from San Diego, born and raised San Diego. So are we. No way. What area? I'm from Chula Vista, like the most south, south. San Diego possible. Okay, like, okay. We're, five minutes from the border. We're Mexico. we're from like Del Mar area. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Like okay. Del Mar Fair every year. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm from San Diego. Uh born into a family of there's five of us. My parents, two little brothers. I'm the oldest of three. Grew up Mormon. Things were hairy. Ha- things were hairy for a long time. You know, I'm out here in LA now. I've been out here for, I would say, oh my gosh, like six years. Mm-hmm. You grew up Mormon. Mm-hmm. What was that like with five kids? Well, there's three of us kids, but there's two parents. Yes. Like it's there's five three of us. Total. There's five of us total. Yeah, I grew up Mormon. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's very interesting for me. It was very like difficult kind of growing up in a Mormon household when obviously like, being gay and expressing myself in that way wasn't really something I did growing up at all. I was very like the kid that would suppress everything constantly and just kind of like push it down, push it down, push it down, pray the gay away. Like I would literally be like at night, be like, okay, I just want to wake up and not like boys. Like, please. Let me wake up and like not like boys now just cry all the time. Yeah, that's kind of how it was in the beginning. Wait, oh, so so when you were little, you you did not want to be gay. You felt like Absolutely it was not. a curse. Absolutely. For to me, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't want this. Like, I feel like it's like because the thing is, at the time, this is also like what fifteen years ago. I feel like there was a lot of no, oh my god, this is like twenty years ago. There's like a lot of like gay hate crimes going yeah. on. Like obviously, like there's so much like such a negative. Stigma it was a negative to stigma it. to being gay. Much like more all you would see, now. yes, and I feel like you would see on social media or on not on social media on TV, you'd be like the only stories they were telling you are like, oh, you got HIV and AIDS, mm-hmm. and it's like, why do they have so much negative connotations with being gay? Did your you know? parents have any idea or no? I think they definitely had an inkling. Okay. Yeah, I was the kind of kid that was like had a flower in my hair and be like, "This is so fun. I want, I want Little Mermaid instead of like the the cars." But of course, it was like that was always suppressed for me. It was like, "No, you have to like play sports and you need to play soccer and baseball and football and all that stuff." Do you think that you would have felt differently if your parents were were more open minded raising you? For, well, the thing is, my parents were always like the most loving, insanely. Great. I grew. I'm Latino, so I, I had such a loving family for my whole life. They just like weren't as aware because they never even had gay friends growing up. So they literally thought being gay was a choice. They had like no idea what was going on. Like they just like I think it just kind of takes that like back and forth knowledge and just kind of knowing what was actually going on. And I was like, no, I'm not like choosing to be gay. Like 
I'm like, I was born this way. And I think that they kind of knew that deep down. Cause it's like when I'm younger and I'm expressing myself in these very hyper feminine ways, they're like, huh? Yeah. How is it, how would it be me choosing this as an adult when I was expressing these really very, you know, homosexual things really, really early on. So at what point did you start to feel comfortable with the fact you were gay? Do you remember how old you were? My early 20s. Wow. Mm -hmm. So all through high school? Oh, yeah. You didn't have friends that were open-minded? I didn't tell anyone. I was literally so in the closet. It was like not even, it was insane. Like I did not at all. I was like, because I didn't even know. Like I didn't even think I even knew or expressed myself or did anything gay until I was like 19. So what at 19 made you have the epiphany that you're like, I'm just going to be myself and be true to myself? Well, I kissed a boy for the first time. And you were like, I'm done. And I literally felt like sparks. I felt fireworks. It was like the most insane feeling ever. I had this crush on this guy. I mean, I guess I had a crush on him. We had just been chatting a bunch and I was like in the backseat of a a car once and like a friend was driving and he was in the backseat and she went to go put gas and he put his hand on my leg and I was like, What's going on? And I was like so shook because I've never done anything gay, never expressed myself in a gay way before. I was always like, oh, no, I'm straight. Like I w- people would ask me, you know, like, no, I'm straight. So what does it feel like when you ca- you must have felt liberated? And had you oh, yeah. dated women before this? Or mm-hmm. you- okay, I, I had one girlfriend in high school, just okay. one. But I had like kissed girls, made out with girls. All that stuff. I never like had sex with a girl, but I'd done like other things with girls before. When you kissed a girl, were you turned on or were you like? I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> like, but it wasn't like something I was yeah. like, yeah, this is so hot. Like, it was just like, oh, like that's that's nice. Like, just soft lips. Yeah, and you're that was like, it. you're like, what chapstick are you wearing? Yeah, I was like, is that mm. strawberry or cherry? I'm like, that's so- <laughs> watermelon to me. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's a little watermelony. Sh- what are you using? <laughs> you should launch a product that's like based like, that's off good. that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no, seriously, Manny's seriously. first kiss. Yeah. Hello, oh my let's God, that's content really market cute. it. Hmm. So, <laughs> first kiss. So once you kissed the guy, was it like you were you felt free, you felt liberated, or was it still you still felt suppressed? Oh, suppressed fully, hundred percent. Like I didn't, like I was saying, I, I didn't come out. Well, my parents asked me if I was gay when I was like seventeen, eighteen, and I was like, I think so. I'm not sure. So I ended up actually going to like this anti-gay counseling for like six months. Oh Jesus. Trauma. Yeah. What trauma. trauma? Like by your choice or because they were? Tra- I so it was kind of my choice and their choice. Like I was like so I was so I'm the firstborn, right? So I'm like this people pleaser, really good. <laughs> so I'm like this people pleaser kid, right? I have like two little brothers. I want to be like the best example possible. Had straight A's, played sports. Like I was good at everything, but like I think it's because I was so good at everything to compensate for the fact that I was gay. And I knew that if I they find out I was gay, it's gonna be like a mess. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be good at everything else, so they can't they can still love me, you know, in my mind. And so when they found out, they were like, well, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to be gay anymore. And so they're like, okay, well, like we can like look into like maybe like therapy or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, it like, sounds like a good idea. It's so wild to me that these places exist. Like that somebody has a business no, that does insane. this thing, right? Like it's wild. By the way, the person mm-hmm. that owns the business is probably gay. Honestly, probably. Honestly. I, I Suppressing care. the whole time. I, I bet you teachers that you had there are probably gay. No, but it's I'm strange sure. to me that some like that this business exists and that people actually think it works. Totally. And it was like right? your homosexuality uh, your homosexuality is tied to your anxiety. And I was like, they're like, yeah, it's like the more you feel anxious, the more like homosexual thoughts come into your mind. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? And so once I had gone for six months, I went to like this kind of like deep depression and my parents were like what's wrong and i was like well like i feel like the counseling is literally not working i feel like it's i just feel bad about myself all the time yeah like don't take this the wrong way it's not like like, i'm feeling a little anxious i need to go blow somebody literally and i was like i just feel like shit and they're like oh then like stop going because they were like they wanted me to be happy like they and they want me to be happy and they loved me and they're like okay then like stop going we want you to like be happy and like you so i'm so lucky to have like my parents that were like well we just we kind of went through it together. We both were like, had no idea what was going on. They were just trying to help. They were just trying they to help. Were. You know, they really, they really were because they're like that, those kind of people. And so they're like, okay, well, like, let's just, let's have you not go. We want you to be like our son again. Like we miss the real you. I would love to hear a story where the anti-gay workshop worked for someone in the long run. Absolutely. I would I, love to hear it I, as well. I, I'm going to say that it's 100% doesn't work. It's weird though, because yeah. a lot of people will write books and they are like, oh, I was, I was gay, and now I'm straight, and I have a family with kids. Yeah, but the, I believe I believe that. And I'm like, story, what's happening? But but, what are they having a wet dream about? 
Totally. Or yeah. the thing is, too, maybe they're not even gay and maybe they're poly or maybe they're bi and maybe they're like in some other capacity and they don't even realize that that's what they were. And they also were attracted to women. Huh. And it's like, okay, it's well, like maybe. everybody's story is different. Totally. And I was like, maybe you can't this... just throw everybody in this one therapy the one to turn thing. them not gay. Exactly. Or convince them they're not gay. Mm-hmm. So after your parents seemed like they opened up a safe space, then were you more confident to be yourself? Yeah, but it was still like a, a don't ask, don't tell kind of situation where I like didn't really talk about myself and talk about what was going on. I was feeling more open because I figured I'm like, okay, well, you guys are more accepting and a little more like kind of aware of my situation, but I still wouldn't talk about anything. Like I, I worked at Sephora inside JCPenney. So I said I worked at JCPenney and not Sephora. So I was like, oh yeah, I just worked in shoes. And I would jump out my window full glam so my parents wouldn't see me. <laughs> oh my and God. I would work at JCPenney and Sephora. You and then jumped come, out your window full glam. Yep. Like literally living Hannah Montana life. 100%. So then I would go work and I would come back home and I had makeup wipes in my car and I would wipe up all my makeup before I went into that, like walked through the door. I was like, yeah, I just worked in shoes today. It was really good. Sold, sold a couple pairs. I don't love a makeup wipe. I feel like it pulls down the face. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, this is literally, I'm like 21. And okay. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just so great. You should have come down to Del Mar and just been friends with me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It would have been up. But yeah. It would have been nice if I had other gay friends as well. But I didn't. Like, I didn't have gay influencers in my life. I didn't have gay friends. I didn't know anyone gay at all. I had no idea. Well, now, isn't that cool that you can be a role model to yeah. people that feel the way that you felt? Yeah. That it's insane. is probably like freedom. It really is. I feel like I wish I had social media back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I didn't have those figures in my life to see like someone actually doing well with being gay. It was always like some trauma or crazy story or something like it's almost like you're scared to be gay back in the day because that's all they would ever show as like these gay stories. And now it's like there's so many different gay stories and it's so cool. And like it's like, oh, my God, it's actually OK to like be gay. Not well, that it like, wasn't it, then, it is one of the bright spots of social, right? Like people yeah. like yourself can be an example to other people that, you know, like like you said, in your life mm-hmm. previously, like you just didn't have those examples. Totally. Didn't. There's no resources. None. Do you both remember your first YouTube? Like video? Yeah. I do. Tell it. It was trauma. <laughs> I, was I remember I had quit, uh, dropped out of college and I was still working full time as a dermatologist and I had figured out I wanted to do YouTube and I had finally got a camera that came in. It was like a piece of shit. Like it was not like, it was like a camcorder that people would record their kids. And it was like refurbished. And I remember all my roommates went to work and I took that day off. And I literally, because back then this was like nine years ago, like you did not film yourself. Like mm-hmm. that was weird behavior. Now it's like people are like praised for and that's all they want to do. It's like super normalized. But back then I felt like, a sociopath, but I did it. Mm-hmm, I filmed. I filmed mm-hmm. the video. It was like a contour highlight, contour highlight video, and it was terrible, absolutely terrible. It's still up if you want to watch it. Did you two meet through YouTube? Or how did you? Two, how did you two get connected? Yeah, we did. So we met through like the beauty community in the mm-hmm. in the in the beauty industry in the beauty world. I think our first meeting meeting was at a beauty event. Yeah, we had, went to like um, Lily Galici's. Yeah, like, it was like a, a hair part. extension event. Yeah, and I came up to him, and I because I had seen him floating around. And I had recently moved to L.A. And I was like, hey, you know, I like your content, whatever. And we took a picture together. I still have the picture. It's insane. Like seeing that old photo from us, like in the back. Like I, had, I still wore glasses before I got my teeth done. His teeth Before were, I got my hairline done. Kidding. My teeth were bad too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's funny to see that photo. Because I'm like, dude, look how far we've we come. We look like, so different. What's the, what's the connection? Don't think I'm not going to ask later about that hairline. Yeah, but go great, on. Right. What's the, so, I mean, I, I know these events. What, and there's a lot of people. What's the connection mm-hmm. that makes you two bond right away? I feel like we didn't bond actually immediately. Mm-mm, we didn't. We I feel didn't. like it was more so like a high and buy situation. It was a high and buy. Mm-hmm. It was a high and buy. And I it wasn't and he later. was very nice because at that time, like sometimes you'd meet people and they would be like a little more standoffish or mm-hmm. just too cool, you know? So I'd run into a bit of that in LA. But I remember I was like, he was really sweet. Like he was a sweet person to walk up to and actually meet. So I liked that about him. And then I hung out with one of his mutual friends yep. named Patrick uh-huh. and they were closer. Yeah. And more friends. And so I started hanging out with Patrick a little bit. And then I kind of met kinda made, you more through that, yeah, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Through that, we started becoming more friends and seeing each other more often. And then we started doing stuff like just us two. And I was like, wait, you're like really fucking cool, actually. Like our vibes just meshed really, really well. Because the thing is, I felt like, and I think it's also like part of my upbringing. I felt like such an outcast in the beauty community, especially in the beginning. Because boys in beauty like wasn't a thing. 
It was not it was, that thing. And like, you know, like I it was testify. not a thing. I would argue that you and Patrick and some others like have made it a it's thing. It's been like, and I like, I don't even like to say like, I'm like, oh yeah, I paved the way. But it's like, you, you are, it was part of, I definitely was part of like that first run of people sure. that like made it happen. And me and Patrick had, it was really hard for us. Like it was so hard. And like, luckily we were close and we had each other. And like our manager at the time would like pitch us together to do things that like, let's say, because a lot of brands would be like, oh, no, like, that's just a fad. Like, it's going to go away. Like, but the boys and make a thing. Like, it's weird. It's not going to be a thing. Like, you guys, you don't get to do, like, stuff with the girls, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so we were just like, we just kind of wanted to feel included. And so she'd almost pitch us together as like, a, you know, like oh, look, you get two for the price of one. Oh, yeah, I was very. That's that. how it was. I was friends with both of them back mm -hmm. then. And I would get a lot of opportunities they wouldn't get. I would get invited stuff because they didn't want the boys around. Yeah. Because they, the brands, like corporate brands, would get a lot of hate for having gay men wearing makeup on their pages so they would just tuck that away because at the time it didn't work for them but now mm -hmm. it works for them yeah. all right we had the founders of clear stem on our podcast and they gave us every single tip for acne like i could not believe how jam-packed this episode was with acne tips i learned everything and anything I could learn about it. If you have not listened, you've got to go back and listen to that episode. Anyway, I really like how all of their products have no pore clogging ingredients and no hormone disruptors. So all of their products are basically designed to make sure you don't get acne, which I think is very nice, especially if you're going through hormone changes or maybe you're on your period, whatever that is, you can use their products and you can sleep and lay your head on the pillow knowing that you're not going to get acne. The product that I like the best from them is like this sunscreen brush. It's so cool. You can just like reapply the sunscreen whenever you want. So when you're out on the go, you can just take this little brush off. It's like a powder. It's kind of tinted and you just put it on and you can reapply it. So you're constantly having sun protection. But if you struggle from acne, they have everything on this site. There's a lot of education on their site. It's definitely like a resource. Also, fun fact, you should know it's formulated by the Acne Guru. And all of their products are based on over eight years of treating acne at San Diego Acne Clinic. So definitely grab that powder sunscreen. It's absolutely amazing. And if you just want products that are anti-aging, anti-acne, and non-toxic, check out their site. You are going to use code SKINNY at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Go to clearstemskincare.com slash pages slash the dash skinny dash confidential and use code skinny at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. When we moved to Austin, I had to find a good doctor for our entire family. I wanted a family doctor, you know, not one where we had to go to like four different doctors. And I wanted to find a doctor with real reviews. I also wanted to find a doctor that was quality. And what I did is I went on ZocDoc. You guys have to check out ZocDoc if you're looking for a doctor who is legit. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can literally find every single specialist under the sun here. So if you want to straighten your teeth, maybe your back hurts, maybe there's a mole that you need to get checked out. ZocDoc has you covered. It's this mobile app that is so easy to use. Everything's streamlined. You're going to find the right doctor for you. You book an appointment. You can do in-person or remote, whatever works for your schedule. This is like the most seamless, like efficient thing I've ever heard. You are going to go to ZocDoc.com skinny and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash skinny. ZocDoc dot com slash skinny. You are going to go to ZocDoc dot com slash skinny and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash skinny. ZocDoc dot com slash skinny. If you guys could both tell each other why you think each of you were successful on YouTube, like if you could tell her, what, like what what do you think the the because the, YouTube is not an easy platform. It's, it's so hard. One of the hardest. I actually think it is the hardest. It is. I think it's the hardest. I by do far. too. I agree because 100%. you're doing audio, you're doing mm -hmm. lights, you're mm -hmm. doing video, you're showing something. It's a lot of multitasking. 
Men, and men have and trouble multitasking. Big, well, and it's the it, biggest really platform, right? So it and has so longer. much competition. Yeah. And it's longer form. Why do you think she was successful and why do you think he was successful? I think Laura was... I'm going first. I I think Laura was successful because she's like the hard, hardest working person I know. And she was always authentically herself online and she's always been like really goofy and fun. And I think that at a time when we had started, everyone was so obsessed with this like prim and proper, perfect beauty guru. And like, Obviously, I wasn't that. Obviously, Laura wasn't that. We both were in this like kind of like different realm. We almost felt like outcasts in like a weird way. Oh, yeah. And so Laura was always like the, her quirky, fun, goofy self. And I think people related to that. And also like Laura wasn't the type of person that would give up on something. She constantly put the work and she constantly put the effort in. And that's why I think she blew up. I'm going to go cry right back. <laughs> um, anyways, thank you for all that. I, not to pat myself on the back, but like, I do feel like those are the reasons mm -hmm. that I was able to make it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You, however, you, my dear, dear friend, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One, I think you pioneered a boy in beauty. Um, sure, there were some on YouTube, not a lot. And I think you were one of the biggest, the fastest, and the one people connected to the most, especially during the time when this was something new that we mm -hmm. didn't really understand. And I think you took a lot of the brunt yeah. of the negativity that came from being a boy in beauty. So not only did you go through it with your Mormon family, I think then you went through it on YouTube because I was there. Yeah. And I remember having conversations of you and brands have done really negative things because you're a gay man. Mm -hmm. I don't see that barely any anymore, yeah, I feel to be like honest. Yeah, at all. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a certain type of courage, right? And I, yeah. and I respect, I mean, it's now, I think we've all kind of been around floating in this ecosystem mm -hmm. for what, 10, 12, 13 years. And I do think it's rarer right now, at least especially in this moment in time, for people that actually stand up authentically as themselves, regardless of what the outside world is saying. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not to say people aren't vocal and attaching right. themselves to causes or anything, but it, it's rarer, I think, to find people that are like, I'm just doing my thing, yeah. you know, without regard to what a brand says, what an audience, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's a specific type of courage because, and I think those are the types of people we resonate the most with because it's yeah. like that, it stands out. You're like, oh, like that's like a beacon of something that is so authentically themselves. It's inspiring in a way. Laura came on our podcast and discussed her, her journey with cancel culture mm -hmm. in the first episode. Has there been anything that you've been quote unquote canceled for? And I would love to know after, because it's been time since we mm -hmm. interviewed you after you see all these people get canceled yeah mm -hmm. how you guys feel about it also i want to say one more thing about yeah. why you made it oh! I, I want to add one more little note because i have to get it in there I, love it. I think manny is one of the most powerful people in the industry because he's dangerous i'm telling you if this dude sees something he wants or something he's gonna goal he's gonna reach get the fuck out of his way this and that's all I have to say true. to you. It is get the fuck I'm out of his way because kind of he is the most go-getting person I've <laughs> ever met. This dude has flown across the fucking country, filmed one collab video, and flew all the way home. Like, no matter what, he will make it happen. And it's part of the reason that inspires my hard work. Also, he has the best personality and he's the happiest mm. person online, but deep-rooted. <laughs> like, there's a lot of happy people online and there's a lot of people with great personalities. They're really beautiful like you. But I think that's like deep rooted. Like it's like the universe. Yeah. You know, your energy, you keep a high frequency. Aww. That's so okay, sweet. Okay, sorry. Back to your question. Oh, you're so back sweet. Back to your question. Um, you guys are cute. You're the best. I like know. you're seriously the best. Lauren, say something about me. Quick. <laughs> quick, quick, run, run, run. You have a big personality. Personality. Yeah, I know I totally have experienced council culture in my past in 2018 as well. I've gone through the gigs, through the ringer. You know, I feel like kind of going through all that. I have such a different view Me too. of cancel culture than like a lot of people do. Me too. I feel like I'm so anti-cancel culture. Like I really am. So am I. Like exponentially. I don't know what you got canceled for. Right. So it was more so like for being like a quote unquote bad friend. There was like this like, it was a situation back in the past. I think it was past. a situation where the stars aligned perfectly. Where it was like a perfect storm. Where like if he storm. wasn't Manny MUA, there wouldn't have been a cancellation. Exactly. Kind of like one of those. Like, yeah. And it was just like friendships gone wrong, but that's what because it was. his name was so big and so popular, it people were because that's kind of what cancel culture is. Like people really don't get canceled that are not as talked about. Yeah, like you gotta be up there for the internet to kind of take. You can't over. get canceled if nobody cares in the first See, place. Maybe I mean, honestly, it's, it's true. Right it's hard to say, but that's it's honestly true. I don't want Daddy. will say it. Say no, it. literally, yeah. he said it. if people have to care enough to want to cancel you, and so I think at the time. 
people care enough to want to cancel me. Mm-hmm. So I gone through that, lost hundreds of thousands of followers, the whole thing. I lost hundreds of thousands of followers mm-hmm. for being a quote unquote bad, like literally for being a bad friend. And looking back, I'm always just like, okay, girl. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's, I think that now, you know, looking back on it, I, not saying that I am grateful for it, because I'm definitely not saying that, because it was a, such an intense experience, but I think that me now, I like me more now, like after I kind of have gone through it, because I think that at the time, I was this like kind of horse blinders kind of person in a way. Yeah. I was very competitive. I was very like, I'm going to be like the best and like no one can be in my way kind of thing. Yeah. And I was so like on this trajectory. And so you know what's like the sad thing about that though is because I was so focused on Manny MUA, right? Being like this online persona that like Manny, like who I am as a human being like kind of fell to the wayside. Huh. And like I would miss out on these like real life opportunities because I was so focused on being so like great and so big. And I'd be like, no, I can't make it to like this to your birthday party and like my mom like let's say like my cousin's birthday i was like sorry i can't make it i've got to film i can't do that and so i would kind of miss out on these real life things for my online persona and so looking back on it i'm like it was wild and it was crazy but i feel like things happen for a reason and i think that me now like i i focus on me as manny now and manny i'm always included in my life but it's not my whole life and i think that's what it was for a long time my dad always used to tell me when I was little, don't read your own press clippings, good or bad. I feel like that can be applied to comments too because Absolutely. you can get sucked into your good comments and you can yeah. get sucked into your to bad, bad comments. And it's, it's almost so better to like detach from it and not read it because you start believing your own hype or your own demise, yeah. whatever it is. Um, So I think that's smart that you have like two different I feel like that's introspective that you have two mm-hmm. different personality, not personalities, but like world. It's like an outlook. I feel like my outlook is just different. I think yeah. that now like I treat social media like it's my work and it's yeah. my job and it's something I do for a living, but it's not my life. And I think yeah. that's like a really important thing for people I that do social media. I think it was both of our life. Like, it I was. Think it was we us both. in together way too deep. Yeah, we were in it really deep. We were blowing up fast and it mm-hmm. took over our whole world and it was I don't want to say it was all that we cared about, but it was a majority it's of hard, what though, we cared about. Because the thing is, you get thrust into this fucking mm-hmm. world. And it's like you so get fast. flown out to places and like you have all this money and all these crazy things happening. And it's like, what do you do? Like, you don't know because we're like the first people like to kind of pioneer this kind of thing. I'm like, how are you supposed to act? Like, I don't know. Well, here's something also interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I believe that if you didn't if you weren't the way you were, you wouldn't get to where you are. So yeah. here's the thing. You had to do what you had to do to get there and it served you until it didn't. And I think for me, like I said yes to everything for Mm -hmm. seven years. It was yes, 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 yes to Mm -hmm. a a 12th graders book book report. Get on the phone. Go to USC. Speak like anything was yes. Cram it in. Put it on. And now my definition of success after 13 years of creating content is to have less on my calendar, which is completely different than when I started. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that because I said yes, it got me to the point that I needed to be, but you have to know when to pivot. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think we, neither of us knew. And I think it kind of knocked us off our rockers in the best possible way. Like we went through a lot of trauma with that, that Mm -hmm. we still like deal with a little bit, but it changed our lives and like, you can even see online like how much we've changed as people and like our online personas have changed. Mm-hmm. And our followers notice it too. Like a lot yeah. of people will say like, you know, I feel like you guys kind of, you know, back then were a little different, like, like kind of like in your own world, in your own like just kind of big headed in some way. And yeah. then now people kind of like comment like, you guys, like I'm so happy to see what you guys do now. And I just feel like it's more authentic. It's more you. And I agree. I do Me I feel too. like I see this like slight more authenticity because I'm so much focused on like my life as like a person mm-hmm. and not like my online life. Because I think that when you when you focus on everything else and not like your mental, like everything kind of falls to the wayside eventually. in a way. It'll collapse. You mentioned monetization. You guys, when you first start making money, how does that feel? And how have you evolved your relationship with money over time? Like, are you guys like investing now? Like, has it, I'm sure it's changed. And when oh, you first yeah. started, mm-hmm. I actually have like a deep rooted relationship with money. We uh-huh. never had any growing we up. We talked about this the first time. I Do remember. you remember? Yeah, I remember. So when I got money, it was the best thing in the world. And I never looked at it as a bad thing. Like I was like, 
this plus I need a lot more if I can make it happen because I knew money was the thing that could get me out of the life I was living. Remind me again where you grew up because I'll, I'll remember the conversation. Alabama. That's right. Okay. 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 Yep. I'll remember. Yep. So I always wanted to, I watched my family poorly spend their money. Mm-hmm. I watched them not have any money. I watched them have to do crazy things to get money. And so I was like, if I can do this and get some money, like I just have to keep going. I just have to keep going. So my relationship with money changed. I think I became, it became very, what do you call it whenever it makes you comfortable like you makes you secure it was my yeah, security so i had gotten to the point where i didn't want to invest any of my money because that means taking it out and putting it into something mm-hmm, risky mm-hmm. but i recently read the book by jen sincerio you are a badass at making money fabulous book because it breaks down your relationship with money is it the blue one it's the green one the green, okay she wrote the is it the yellow one she did the first yep. time yep. 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 Okay, okay. and then this is the second one it's really good because i didn't know i had a specific relationship with money and i did and it was just way too connected and so it helped me disconnect a little bit and we've literally invested so much we actually just bought a house in florida for investment literally like this week mm-hmm. so congratulations thank you mm-hmm. but um Tons of investments in stocks. They're down today. That's okay. They'll go back up. Um, that's true. They will. Yeah, they will. They always do. And cryptocurrency, that's down. It'll go back up. A lot of stuff like that. Was that one's a little dicier, but we'll see. It's that was dicier, a little scarier. But yeah. it's going somewhere. I'm telling you, it's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's going to go up and down, up and down, up and down, and then it'll smooth out. My thing on the crypto, not to go too far on a tangent, is that everyone's so excited about it, but we're still very early on it. It's so like, new. It very will, early. Yeah, it will be a technology of the future. Don't. Yep. Crypto people don't come in and start freaking out on me. Mm. They, you know, they get very. Te- it's gonna happen. It's because their money's in, and they're like, "Don't say that." Listen, yeah. The crypto bros get really wild up if you oh, say anything for bad. Sure, really I not the crypto bros. Yeah, it will be something very substantial. Mm-hmm. Same with NFTs, but in this application. To today, it's still very speculative. Very speculative, yeah. and it's too connected to the stock market right now. So whatever the stock market does, it does is fragile. So mm-hmm. it's going to be something in the future, Sorry, no matter not to what. Throw you off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, totally. But now I, I, I have a completely. I think if you don't realize you have a relationship with money or you struggle with money, I think reading that book can help you like break down what's going on there. Because it did for me, and I even had made the money, was so connected to it, and it helped me be like, whoa, there's something going on here. I'm going to read the book. Read the book. It's good. Mm-hmm. What about you with your relationship with money? What does it do? Like, what what does it feel like when you start making all this money? Because YouTubers make, if you do it right, you guys and make. Was, mm-hmm. was that the driver for you in the beginning? Or was there something else that was the driver? I think that was a driver for me for, in the beginning was to be able to have money and to be able to, you know, for me, I feel like it was really important to be able to take care of my family and, you know, take care of my parents when they've worked, you know, insane amount of hours and things that to provide for me and my little brothers. So, for me, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be able to get to a spot where, like, I can help them out and, like, they can work with me instead of having to have their own jobs and all this stuff. And that's kind of where it went for me. I was like, I want to be really successful so that we can kind of all be successful together, like me and my family. So I remember, like, even during, like, the whole cancellation thing when that happened, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose all my money. Mm-hmm. I was like, all my money's going to go away. And so I remember, like, having this, like, real conversation with my parents and it, like, really helped me. Even since then, like, I always, like, think about it, actually. They, when I was, I was like on the table and I was crying and I was like, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe I'm like, quote unquote, getting canceled. Like, what am I going to do? Like, you guys are going to have to go back to work, you know? And I was like freaking out because they work with me and they literally were like, we don't mind going back. We like, we, my mom's like, I went to school for years to be a nurse. I loved being a nurse. I can go back to that. They're like, you shouldn't feel like you're carrying the weight of all of us on your, on your back. And like, I did feel like that for a really long time because I had gotten like onto this like vibe where I was like, okay, I'm making a ton of money. I want my parents to retire. So then it almost like falls on everything on me in a weird way. Cause I'm like, okay, well I'm paying for my house, paying for my parents, paying for this, da, da, da. and so I started like freaking out about money where I was like, well, what if I don't have any more? What's gonna happen? And so thank God they had this conversation with me because I feel like it took a lot of this like pressure off me feeling like I needed to take care of everyone and everything all at the same time when I'm like literally like 26. For me, that's kind of how money was. I was very, very like, intense about it. I wanted to make sure I had enough of it to be able to take care of everyone. And now I feel like, you know, I'm good. it's good to have money. Obviously, like, I'm happy about it, but I'm not like so freaked out like I was. It's got to be like kind of grounding in a way. Your parents look at you like, yeah, we were happy before. They're like, we're, you did all they're actually, we were even more happy working with, um, <laughs> with our, <laughs> our jobs and not we with you. Go back. We would actually back. like to go back. And I'm like, you're not They're like, this shit's ever. stressful. We no, don't literally. Do this. And like they do because they work with my brand on Lunar Beauty. And so, and that is a lot more stress for them than it is like the jobs that they were working because they can just go in, clock out, they're fine. And now it's like, I'll call them at 11 p.m. I'm like, so did you guys place that PO? Yeah. And they're like, fuck. Like, damn it, we're off the clock. And I'm like, you're never off the clock. Ah. You know? And so now I just feel like this like sense of relief when it comes to money where I don't feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world on my, on my shoulders. Lauren, as you know, we have 
pretty much flawless reviews, pretty much a perfect podcast. Pretty much nobody is upset about anything we ever say. If there is ever a complaint, literally the only complaint is, hey, you guys offer so much great entertainment, so much great value, and you make the best recommendations. But hey, I'm overwhelmed because there's so many good recommendations, especially when it comes to supplements. People are overwhelmed. They don't know where to start, which is why I love this platform, Inside Tracker. I think it's fair to say that Lauren and I love supplements. We love vitamins. And here's where Inside Tracker comes into play. Recently, we got our blood work done, both of us, and we figured out exactly what we were deficient in, what vitamin levels were low, what we needed to supplement more with, which is what I think everybody should do. And people started writing in and saying, okay, you have your blood work. What do you do with it? Well, once you have your blood work, you plug it into a platform like Inside Tracker, and Inside Tracker will help you track exactly what you're deficient in, what you're optimizing, what you need more of, what you need less in, which is why I love it so much. When it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go that extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed, recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood DNA and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you are not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect the Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real time recovery pro tips when you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. Guys, I love this platform so much because we're all individuals, we all have different body makeups, and this will tell you exactly what you need to do to optimize your body. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash skinny. That's insidetracker.com forward slash skinny. We are in San Diego for a quick little vacay and I need to work out, especially postpartum. So I obviously can't bring weights when I travel, but I do bring resistance bands. And the ones that I use are by Recreation Sweat. They're so cute, first of all. They come in black, this like navy green, and then gray. And it's a three-piece band set. And what I like about it is one band is light, one's medium, and one's heavy. So you can sort of gauge where you're at. Like on Sunday, I notice I'm reaching for the light one. And then on Monday, I go way heavier. So you can switch it up. And they fit right in your luggage. They're absolutely amazing. And they're also chic. They come in like this mesh carry bag, which is really cute. Anyways, Recreation Sweat is a fitness company born out of necessity in the pandemic. They also have other products. So there's like a sweat mat. There's power bands, a jump rope, and sliders. Michael uses the jump rope. It's so good for your lymphatic system. Sometimes I'll do it too because it's kind of like a jog but you're jump roping in one place, which is great too for travel. So those are the two products I would recommend if you're a big traveler are those resistance bands and the jump rope. They have sliders, all kinds of things on this site. Okay. So you can go on there. You can check out their banded body guide. There's 30 workouts under 30 minutes. It's just like a one-stop shop for people who want to work out. So if you're traveling, if you're a mom, if you don't have a lot of time, full-time student, whatever it is, they got you covered. I would definitely head there right now and I would grab these resistance bands. They're legit. They're $49 and we have a code for you. You can use code skinny at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. You're going to visit recreationsweat.com. That's R-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N sweat.com for more information. And don't forget to use code skinny at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. You guys are both very smart, savvy creators. I think there became a point where if you've been creating for a long time, it was time to launch your own brand. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys felt like this. Like, I, I got to a point where it's like I can only talk about other brands for so yeah, long where totally. it starts to feel it's got to be a brand I fucking love or it's a no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you guys get to that point and decide to launch your product line? And how is that going? I launched my makeup brand in 2016. It's Lauren Los Angeles. And I really, I mean, hindsight's 
2020. But looking back, I wish I would have been a little more patient because I felt the same way. And I was like, I have like this influencing and I've worked for so many years to build a following that likes me and enjoys watching my content. Like I want to create something for and them. build other brands. Yeah. Yeah. And, that tr- and, and like, they like, trust you. Yeah. They trust your recommendations. And I had built up so many brands, you know, mm-hmm. and their products and like they run away with that check and I get nothing. Like I just am out there making content over and over specifically in beauty, building up these products, building up these brands and getting nothing in return. Like that's ludicrous. So I wanted to, but I do wish I just waited like one or two more years before I did it because I just wasn't experienced enough and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to make it happen. And I, but that's just something in your twenties you go through. I feel like in my thirties, I'm just like, super chill with everything like to take my time and make sure things are done right Mm -hmm. so how has your brand evolved from when you first launched to now it looks like a completely different brand (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about your first palette palette because we both had big glow ups with our brands let me tell you if you just type in cat's pajamas on youtube it's just like i literally had a mental breakdown because i thought this was the greatest eyeshadow palette on earth you know the quality's great the quality's don't knock the quality thank you quality's amazing the packaging is one level down from horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it is not horrendous. Shocking. shocking. I gotta see it now. Taylor, it is Taylor, 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 you know what, you guys, if you're not in, if you're, someone said this, if you're not embarrassed by your first uh, thing, thing then you're not doing it right. Then you're not growing. So I did it right. I must yeah. I must have done something right. Let me tell you, the first podcast we did, it was like, whoa. Oh, it's, it's still like a on shocker. YouTube. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's terrible. This it's, is the cat's pajamas I'm looking at Let's right have now. a look-see-poo. The palette okay, itself I don't is think literally it's as gorgeous. bad as you said. I think, like, I... The, okay, but... No, okay, so the product, so the product itself is amazing. The color story is gorgeous. It's more so the packaging. Like, the outside is an all-glitter silver componentry. The inside is all pink flowers. So it was a very confusing <laughs> product itself. There was a lot going... Yeah, yep. so that's the front of it. Yep. And then the inside is, like, pink flowers. Also, so we don't confusing. even have that logo anymore. Yeah. The that's logo. okay. You evolved. Yeah. yeah. We have. Ev- oh, my gosh. The brand looks... So good now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Manny, what about you? What about product for you? When did same you feel me. the same need? I I felt no, I felt it at the same around the same time as Laura because I think I literally came out with my product a year after her. Like, and we yeah. had already like kind of gone in with like we knew we were coming out with brands, and I was like, you know, I felt the exact same way. I felt like I was building up these other brands that only kind of saw me as like a check in a weird way, and I thought, you know what. I'm a reviewer for my, li- I, I review product for a living. Mm-hmm. I have like this like base knowledge of like, not only did I ever do I review products now, I worked in retail, I worked at Sephora, I worked at Mac. I had this like knowledge of makeup that I know a lot of people didn't have or like these CEOs of these huge conglomerates. Who I'm like, what do you do? no idea like, how what do you do? to do makeup, what no, it's about. It's like to articulate maybe for you, you had worked in the stores that sold the stuff. You had used the stuff that the stores were selling. You had communicated to the audience that was buying these. And then you had tried all of the different ones yeah. and knew what worked. Find what, yes. Yeah. So I did all of those things. So I'm like, so why wouldn't I have my own brand where I like know what I like, I know what I want, and I know that I can create something that was beautiful and something that is going to be aesthetically pleasing, not going to break the bank, and that it's going to be something that people would actually enjoy using. Because if I like it and I've tested all these different things and I'm testing the products firsthand, you know it's going to be good quality. Yeah. So that's why I did mine. So if someone were to start and you can only name one thing with one product, what would it be of each of you? Actually, let's do this. That's a good fucking question. You tell me what to start with from Manny's line. And Manny tells me what to start with from your line. Like if they were going to purchase one thing right now. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, okay, I have two, but I'm going to pick one. I already one. know mine for your 100%. <sighs> okay. Well, it's between your new launch, but okay, I'm going to say your blush palette. Okay. That's my most, that was on my highest selling skew of all time. It is, I think, one of the best blush palettes in the industry. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He did just come out with a new palette, which I was going to say, but mm-hmm. like to the core, it's that blush palette. The blush palette. Michael, do you know what blush is? <laughs> I th- it's the powder, right? There we go. Yeah. It could be liquid or cream, too. It could be for, liquid or cream. For where? For the face, right? No, for where? where? The cheeks. On the face. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's wow, really wow. good. Well, what, I don't see. Yeah. What? I cannot wait until my daughter wants to do his makeup. Oh, it's going to be. And he's going to have to sit there. I'll let her do it. Because it does. We could lift his brow a little bit, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> we you can like, do a lot. Snatch it up. Yeah. I know things, Lauren. I keep I, I keep the ear to the ground. He knows the vibes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to know before you guys go a little bit about your routine with all of all of the content that mm. you're producing. You're both business people. You're running a company. You've got TikTok. It's a lot going on. Do you have a morning and end and a night routine that you swear by? 
Is every single day different? Is it chaotic? How gnarly is your calendar? Talk to us a little bit about that. Before I continue, I want to say Laura's brand product. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to say it. So I want to say, so Hold Nudie on. 2. Sorry, I got distracted. No, it's with fine. No, it's fine. I love it. No, uh, I just want to say Nudie, Nudie Patootie. So it has a palette called Nudie Patootie. And Nudie 2 is the one I would say. So Nudie 2, it's like this, like, uh, it's a palette and has several shades in it. All neutral, very high quality stuff. And that's what I would say. Thank you. I think that's like the core of your brand as well. You guys are so. really cute, supportive friends. I've noticed Aww, this episode. Thank you. Like, it's sweet. Aww. Thank you. Well, I just like, I want the best for her. We'll also um, roast each other real good. If yeah. you get us, if you're together too long, you'll start to hear You'll us. see it. It's in the best way possible. We come for each other like, so in the fun hard. Way. Yeah, well, that's in a why fun everyone way. needs to listen to you guys' podcast. Yeah. Full coverage. So when it comes to the routine, I think my days are actually always different. To be honest, like I would say for me, I think that there's some days where I'm like, I'm wearing the Lunar Beauty hat where I'm like, I got to be focused on the brand today. I can't really focus on Manny MUA stuff as much. I got to focus on like the samples, testing out product. I have to work, focus on like the website, email reviews, all that, those kind of things. So I'll have days like that where I'm like, boom, CEO vibes. And then I have days where I'm like, okay, I have to like focus on Manny MUA. I have to focus on filming the pod. I have like podcast days. I have days where I have to film YouTube content, TikTok content, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So that's different days. So it depends. But you're so not jamming all the things in is, one day. This is I, a selfish question. You're a yeah. Bat- you're a batcher. I batch too. That's what like you 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 pick one thing so your brain doesn't go all over. I the place. pick I pick my battles. Okay, so day. here's the question. Since I haven't dipped my toe in it enough, do you you said TikTok? Do you batch mm-hmm. all your TikToks in one day? No. No, I think TikToks for me it's more of like a random thing. I'm so it's different from him. Yeah, I'm a she's Virgo. very different. Yeah. Every Sunday night, I have a physical calendar and. Uh-huh. I pick two days a week for YouTube content. And then every day of the week, I have my TikToks lined up that I'm going to film. And every single thing I'm going to do, every video I'm going to film, everything I need to do is written in the calendar. And then my days are Laurie Los Angeles Mm -hmm. days where I'm CEO of the brand. Like I have those days written in. But like no matter what, I have a certain amount of things that will be executed. And on Sunday, we figure out what days they will be executed. You know, I think people would like to see this on your YouTube channel, how you guys... so good. With How you stuff. guys plan? I'm like this. really crazy about She's a Virgo. it because I am. you have with YouTube. Like I can only imagine how I would fit YouTube into what I'm doing. Like you. You have to be completely made up. Yeah. Like I feel like oh, I would yeah. need a facial massage yeah. because like we gotta tighten the cheekbone. A little lymphatic drainage. Little lymphatic you need mm-hmm. like you need like your hair done. Oh, yeah. Your spray tan. Michael doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> He's like, you mm, need mm. your brows done. You gotta mm-hmm. look Let's go back to crypto, Lauren. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you gotta like have everything like all set Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And then the Absolutely. lights. For me, it's never okay, if I have time this week, I want to film this. It's This is what is coming first and this is what will happen this mm-hmm. week. So this is where it will fit in. And yep. I already put those placeholders. So when other things come in, it's probably going to be a no because mm-hmm. my slots are already filled and you should have came at me two or three weeks earlier with mm-hmm. this. Whether it be an event or a meeting or a phone call, like I put my content first because it's made me who I am, not meetings and phone calls. You know, my yeah. content that you, like, because you can ha- get every opportunity in the world, but if you're not producing content and, like, good content, then eventually it's going to fizzle off. So I've, I always put my content first. I have mm. one more question for each of you. Knowing everything you know now about creating content, creating businesses online, obviously, like, this space is shaken out in such a different way than, when, like, all of us kind of entered this arena. For aspiring creators, aspiring influencers, YouTubers, podcasters, what would you tell them when they're starting now today in this landscape compared to when you guys started? Because the strategy, I'm sure, is going to be much different. It's so different. It's like, I would say literally eons different. It's not the same. So like you can't just like, I feel like nowadays it's a lot harder to like, let's say start on YouTube or start on some platform because it's like, there's so much competing things going on in the platforms. For me, I'd honestly always tell them like, start on TikTok, honestly. Because like, start on people TikTok. can blow up on there. It's not like YouTube, you could blow up on YouTube before. You can blow up on Instagram before. Those platforms like don't blow people up anymore. Can it doesn't help them. Can you show me how to do one before you go? Yes, yeah, so we will absolutely show you how to do Full a TikTok tutorial. before you go. 100%. So you're saying go to emerging platforms where attention is just yes. starting to happen. Yes. 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 Because that's where it's like, it's just different. The thing is like, let's say on TikTok, the algorithm is so unique. You can create a video and it can literally get like 10 million views on it. Even if you have no followers. No followers. But the, but the thing is about TikTok. It can be passed around. I think it's so important that at the same time that you're doing TikTok, you're also uploading on YouTube because no influencer has more longevity than a YouTuber. Yeah. It it's is. And then, it's what's going to give you the longevity. Mm-hmm. Because like TikTok is going to burn off in th- two or three years. I'm like going to add to that. 
I think podcasting yeah. goes hand in yeah. hand with yeah. that. And I'll tell you why. Well, here's what it is. It's anything where you can build a long tail library on that people can continue yes. to go back to. But I will tell you one thing about podcasting and why I'm excited that you guys are in the space. Podcasting is the only platform that saves the audience time. Every other single platform takes their time, including yeah. TikTok, including YouTube, mm-hmm. including oh, yeah. Instagram, including blogs. Podcasting, th- someone right now is picking their kids up at, at school and getting a manicure and folding laundry and cleaning the kitchen. They're able to do things. And you can do that with YouTube too. Like I'll put YouTube on the background and like totally. do whatever. But it's different to be in someone's it, ear. Yeah. Mm. But it's even, different. I mean, this is maybe counter. It's good you guys are doing a podcast too. Not to add yeah. it on. No, it's, no it's, it's true. That's what we did though. But even in yeah. this, yeah. this is counter to what I'm doing here. But I would still agree with both of you that it's better to go to a t- places where there is attention and chance to blow. Because even with a podcast, like, mm-hmm. it's a great medium. It's very competitive. But the discoverability is hard. You guys are coming with a built-in audience. We're coming with a totally. built audience. Mm-hmm. This would not be the first thing I would say, hey, do that first. No. no. And also, it's, it's podcasting too. And you guys, same with YouTube. You have to have a unique recipe for mm-hmm. each of the each of the avenues. I, think. Yeah. I agree. It has to be different on everything. I think that's actually really important. So like on our podcast, I feel like we're a little bit more open than we are on other platforms. So that's what makes it different. Than what, like for example, for me on my TikToks, I do like funny voiceover TikToks. Like I do things that are more campy, a little bit more like funny sexual hum- even over humor. there. Humorous stuff. Do we get to see your penis? No, sadly, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm not Jesse Only Williams. Fans? I know Jesse Williams. I don't have an, I don't have an OnlyFans. Do we need to get OnlyFans? I think there's a possibility that we all need to get on the OnlyFans. I think fans. there is because I know Bad Baby made just 53 50 million dollars. We've all been year. doing it wrong. You know We've what? Actually, all, scratch everything. Fuck we said. everything you just said. Sell Sorry. your cock. Yeah, yeah. Should we do? A, should we do? A, Here a we are. Like a pregnant sex tape. <laughs> yes. yes. There's, there's a market for it. I'm sure. I'll let Gooch pregnant. Listen, on OnlyFans. All of us are on here telling what platforms meanwhile this OnlyFans 53 million putting us all in one shit. year we, yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> Taylor's like, literally like, searching so OnlyFans like uh, f- trying to figure out a way how he can get in uh-huh. yeah I thought it was an app I tried to download the app because I'm like so did I right because I'm like too. I'm just need to see what's going on I keep mm-hmm. hearing this stuff and then it's not even an it's a website. app it's a website yeah, they don't even, how did they too. not have an OnlyFans app I know listen I used to run a bunch of traffic online and it's like you would do all these searches like what's this content pop in what's this what's this what's this Porn, always number one. Oh it's always number one. Always number one. Are you it's undefeated. serious? It is undefeated. That I'm not surprised. doesn't surprise me at all. It surprise me at all either. Because everyone like wants to watch it. Everyone wants to be like... It's undefeated. See it in Every some way. Every time it comes back to porn for us. It comes back to porn. <laughs> so the the moral of this episode <laughs> is watch lots of porn. <laughs> Do not <laughs> use a plastic straw. Yeah, of course. It has microplastics. Bio- Do not bio- use not a tea bag unless it's a ball sack in your mouth. Yes. Oh. That's only backing get on here. YouTube, but really get on OnlyFans and TikTok and TikTok. And TikTok. So, yeah, throw a little TikTok in there. Somewhere. Throw it in there. Kay. Just kind of play with it. I'm. They're gonna show me how to do a TikTok. <laughs> yes, we are. Before you guys go, I'm sure. I mean, everybody knows where can they find you and where can they find the podcast. You can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. but we're also on YouTube. You can look up full coverage, but it's spelled F O O L coverage because mm-hmm. we're fools. fools. I'm Larlar Lee on Instagram. Manny MUA 733 on Instagram. Manny MUA 733 on Instagram. And on Instagram. everything else. And on every, if on you type else. in Manny MUA or Laura Lee, you're going to find us. Boom, you're going to find us. Yeah. Product lines. Lunar Beauty for me on everything Lunar Beauty. Lunarbeauty.com. LaraLeeLosAngeles.com. Thank you both. You guys are great. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys go yeah. listen to their podcast. I, yeah. bet, I, bet, I bet it has the real juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sure fucking does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Juicy juice. It's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> guys. All right. We are giving away some Skinny Confidential swag, the pop socket, the stickers, a bookmark, a lot of fun stuff. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode with Manny and Laura on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. And we will see you next time with an insane episode.